In today's Matmonim, the hidden treasure on Daf Ayin Dalid is around the law, the principle of whether you can cash a glassware for Pesach. You've got glasses that you've used for on, on the table for water and wine and so on. Can that be cashed for use on Pesach or not? And what's going to interest us here is not so much the halakha with the small h, as we've been discussing, meaning can you or can't you, or how do you cash it, as much as the extrapolation of, the, of, of this halakha from first principles in our Gemara, although our Gemara doesn't deal directly with glassware at all. It's an example of how one can extract first principles. If we're dealing with first principles, we can extrapolate and we can reason, even if the content, the specific content, is not directly related to our present-day question. The um, piece of Gemara starts at the bottom of Ayn Daladam with Aleph, where we're introduced to a first principle used a lot in Yerodeh in the laws of Kashrut, which is Kabolo Kachpulto, which is a, a, a heated item that's on the flame. So something that's being roasted on the fire can absorb. Heat causes the, the gives an, an object the capacity to absorb flavors from around it. So it can certainly absorb, but it also expels whatever it absorbed. So if an, an item roasted on, roasting on, the, on, on a flame does absorb anything that isn't kosher, uh, it might well re-expel that which it, it absorbed and have nothing of it left thereafter, which is why we kasher livers, for example, which has a, have a lot of blood in them and therefore can't be kashered the normal way. The way we kasher them is on a flame. And even though there's blood around and we're worried maybe the blood gets absorbed again into the liver, uh, it doesn't matter because even if it is absorbed, it's immediately again expelled. That is a first principle taught to us by Rabba at the bottom of Ayn Daladamadalif. The Gemara tries to support that idea with the with the halacha that we see here that for the Korban Pesach, for the sacrifice of the Pesach, where the sheep has to be roasted on a flame, on a fire, that you put the insides, including the heart, either into the lamb or alongside it. And aren't we worried that the meat of the lamb can absorb blood from the heart? So surely that's an example of Kabolo Kachpolto, that if it does absorb anything, it expels it again. No, says the Gemara, there could be a completely different reason for the, the heart being okay to, to, to cook up in this particular way. And that is because the heart is shiny lave de shia. The heart is different because it has a smooth, non-porous surface and it doesn't absorb anything at all. It doesn't absorb, uh, it doesn't absorb the blood. Um, and so here we is the first time where we get a, an introduction to the idea that a smooth, non-porous surface does not absorb flavor. And it's for, uh, this becomes part of the basis of how, how we treat glass. There is a difference between Rashi and Tosfus as to whether the Gomorrah actually lands on this or the Gomorrah really lands on the, the original first principle of Rabbah, which is Kabbalah Kachpolta. According to Tosfot, we go back to the original first principle and this idea of smoothness does not really hold in our piece of Gemara. According to Rashi, we do land there. That is the way we understand the principle of the heart, that it has a smooth, non-porous surface, and that's what makes it different. Now, getting to the um, laws of, of, of cashering glass, the, the cornerstone is a Mordechai in, in section Tafkap Kuf Ayan Dalid 574, um, where he brings two views. So just a little bit of, of background as far as the halachic flow is, co is concerned, certainly the Ashkenazi halachic flow. Uh, we have the Baalei Tosfot in France and Germany. These are the analysts who, who, who analyze the Talmud in great, great detail. Uh, later on, we have the Poskim, the people who, who codify, who, who really extract the, um, the halachot, the laws, and make decisions based on the Gemara people such as the Mordechai and the Rosh, and later the Turin, eventually the Shulchan Aruch, and of course the Rambam in the Sephardi tradition, and the Rif. 
Um, the, an important component of, of this flow is the Mairam Rutenberg, 13th century, um, who is the link between the Tosfatists, the analysts, and the Poskim, uh, those who, who, who make halakhic decision from the Gemara. Uh, so the Mairam Rutenberg's two, two of his very famous students were the Mordechai and the, the Rosh. The Rosh is the father and teacher of the Tur. The Tur is the forerunner of the Shulchan Aruch. So our present-day Shulchan Aruch stems from the teaching of uh, the Mayram Rutenberg through the Rosh and the Tur. Uh, likewise, the Mordechai, a really important um, view on, on halacha, on practical halacha, also a student of Ramosha Kod of, of the Mayram Rutenberg. So if we look at this, the, the Mordechai now quotes two authorities on this question of whether you can cash a glass or not. The one is Rabbeinu Yechil mi Paris. Rabbeinu Yechil of, of Paris is the teacher of the Maharam Rutenberg, who was the teacher of the Mordechai. So it's important for you to notice how they quote within their traditions, within their schools of thought. It's not just cutting and pasting randomly. It's carefully curating sources and, and ways of thinking so that there's consistency and integrity into the way the reasoning takes place. So this is one school of thought. Rabbeinu Yechiel mi Paris is the teacher of the, uh, of the Maram Rutenberg, and the Maram Rutenberg is the teacher of the Mordechai. So the Mordechai quotes Rabbeinu Yechiel mi Paris as one of the authorities, who says that you can't cash a glass because glass is made from sand, from earth, the same way as, as earthenware is, as pottery is, and we know that you can't cash a pottery. Rabbeinu Yechil Mi Paris is not only the Mordechai's teacher's teacher, he is also the Mordechai's father-in-law. Rabbeinu Yechil Mi Paris was one of the people who led the defense of the Talmud in the, when the Christian censors uh, investigated it, and led ultimately his efforts, as brilliant as they were and as powerful as they were, according to everybody who heard them, did not succeed in, in persuading the, the mischief makers and wrongdoers of the time and led to the burning of all the Talmud in, in France in the 13th century. So this is this Rabbeinu Yechil mi Paris, who is the authority that the Mordechai brings on the fact that you can't cash the Kalim. But then he brings the view of the Ravio. The Ravio is an earlier Tosfotist, 12th, 12th century, uh, who also happens to be the Mordechai's great-great-grandfather. Once again, we see the tradition. The Mordechai is working within his school of thought. And, and the Rav Yor says that Kleiskochit Shia, the, the glass, glassware is smooth, likely uses the same word as the heart here in our Gomorrah, and so it doesn't absorb. And he brings an amazing proof from Avot Rabbi Nassan. That's one of the uh, Mishnahs that deals with mainly with character, with character and the same as Pirkei Avot, but a much more expanded version of Pirkei Avot. Uh, Pirkei Avot is only seven chapters, and this is taken from the 41st chapter of Avot de Rabbi Natan, uh, where the Avot de Rabbi Natan says, There are three characteristics of earthenware and three characteristics of glass. One of the characteristics of all earthenware is bolea, it absorbs. One of the characteristics of glass is eno bolea, it doesn't absorb. So says the uh, Mordechai in the name of the Rav Yor, you see that these are two completely different uh, materials. And again, see how the halachists determine the, the qualities of these objects, not from their chemistry and from their science. Not that that's invalid, it just doesn't make a difference halachically. For a halachic def definition, we need to go to halachic sources. Um, and because of the Avot Rabbi Natan, the, um, the Mordechai, the name of the Rav Yos, is clearly, you see these are different materials, unlike his father-in-law, Rabbi Chilme Paris, who says that because of the way 
the glass is made, it's clearly an earthenware product. Uh, so you've got two different approaches, even in the same school of thought, as to how, a go, how to go about classifying something. Do you classify it by the way it's made, or do you classify it by the way it's beha it behaves? And are there any Torah sources that will give you some indication as to how we do? And we find the the piece in the Avot de Rabbi Natan. And so we have these two views now, both brought in the Mordechai, Rabbi Nechilmi Paris, who says you cannot kasher, and the um, Ravio who says you can kasher. Um, and, and we see others who, who deal with that. The, um, uh, for example, the Rashbo, another really important um, Rishon, not only analyzes and interprets the Gemara, but also wrote responsa. He wrote a, a, a huge body of Shilas and Chuvas of responsa, and he uh, sides with the Ravio also, that, that uh, this is very smooth surface, glass is very smooth surface, and like the heart in our Gemara, it doesn't absorb, and therefore it doesn't need any cashering. Interestingly, in the Shulchan Aruch, the two views are brought. The Shulchan Aruch himself brings the lighter view that you don't need to cashier glass, uh, but you can just rinse it out, wash it the way we do it normally is with three times 24 hours of soaking. But then you have the Ramo who says that our minag is to, to go the more severe view and to hold, like the Rabbeinu Yechil Me Paris, that it cannot be cashered. Uh, interestingly, the Aruch HaShulchan, and I know that you, Rabbi Ghibli, take, uh, uh, enjoy the same pride and admiration and love of the Aruch HaShulchan as I do. And that's because apart from his mastery of all of Torah, uh, the Aruch HaShulchan also was a Rav. So he dealt with not only the theory of Halakha, but he dealt with people's practical problems in the implementation of Halakha. That's what a Rabbi deals with. We know what the Halakha is, but I have a problem in applying the Halakha. What should I do? And we see this over and over again in the way the Aruch HaShulchan deals with halachic issues and principles. And he says here that apart from the view of the of the Mechaber, of the Shulchan Aruch, which is, it follows the view of the Ravya, apart from that, glass is generally used cold and it's generally not used for chametz. And when it is used for chametz, even for whiskey, it's only used briefly for, for that. It doesn't sit in it and, and, and soak in the glass for long periods of time. So he concludes that, that while bottles in which whiskey or other chametz items might have been held for a long time, certainly we would have to cash it or not use it at all for Pesach. Uh, but regular glass where we can take the lighter view uh, and by soaking it for three times 24 hours, one could use it for for Pesach. Uh, again, here the important part from, from the perspective of the, of the Matmonim is not so much the can you can't you and whether you can or whether you can't, that's a different shear altogether. Um, but it's just to show how using first principles, Kabolo Kachpolto is one first principle, Shani Lev de Shia, a heart is different because it's a smooth, non porous item. How we can take those, item, the, those ideas and reason with them. And as we track through a school of thought from the early 12th century all the way to the 15th century and later um, the goodness there the 19th century in the case of Khashulchan we see these ideas developing evolving and continue to evolve and develop in a way that formulates and creates this dynamic composition of of halachic thinking that we call halacha